So yes, let's sir. go. 80 so let's keep it moving to this. The let's first depth chart is out, Ooh, guys. Yay. You, as a player, Tyvis, no, if you're battling for a starting spot. It or, better say or. You Are players looking at that? It better say or. Yeah. If I'm if I'm battling for the starting spot and they haven't solidified yeah. who it is, it better say Denzel Ward or Tyvis Powell. That's what it better say. <laughs> well, speaking of which, by the way, I don't know if you've spoken to Denzel. I'm assuming no. You no, told I haven't. us. I haven't. Do you think he's going to play? I hope he does. I mean, it's his fourth concussion. I know, yeah. man. <laughs> I know. But listen, I think see, the thing about being a football player is that that's just who you are. And yeah. You're a competitive guy. You know, you want to get right. out there. And you. And then on top of that, these are your boys that you you went through camp with. You've right. been through ups and downs with them. So you kind of don't want to let them down. And you know it's like – and I get people like, well, you need to be concerned about your health. But that's – <laughs> it sounds crazy, but you're not thinking about not that. Not when you're 24. Like, yeah, I'm like, I'm young. Like, I'm yeah. good. Like, I want to play this game. So, if he can go, if he finds a way to clear that that protocol, I definitely think he's going to play. If, how big a deal is it for you if he doesn't play in this game with this matchup in particular? Not a big deal because it's, okay. still, it's still 16 games left, you know, as long as he can. No, 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 but it's, in terms of specifically how it would affect this game. Oh, because if he doesn't. Oh, playing. okay, I got you. Know you. So if he's not playing and, and we got Martin Emerson, yeah. I think that it would. I mean, obviously, it'd be tough on Jamar Chase. And, and don't get me wrong, Denzel Ward is is good. I'm not gonna say he's necessarily gonna shut down Jamar Chase, but having a guy that can at least be there step for step with him kind of affects maybe a quarterback think, okay, maybe it's yeah. not there. I think Martin Emerson or or Greg knew it probably be Greg knew because he'll probably be in the slot more. Greg knew it. He's going to have to do something. I mean, Jim Schwartz is really going to have to earn his money. You got to really depend on that defensive line getting home because trying to cover Jamar Chase one-on-one is a tough ask for anybody in the NFL. So I think at that point, maybe you do a thing where you got G new, you know, playing underneath routes and you got somebody over the top. Maybe you have a Dale Pitt spot shadow and looking, coming down, cutting routes and stuff like that. Like you, you just got to be creative with a guy like that. G, what did you think when you saw the, What's that, Mike? Oh, I thought I heard you say something. What did you think when you saw the depth chart at defensive tackle? Uh, I was like, Jordan Elliott is starting? <laughs> what, what is why this? is that shocking? We thought he might be cut. What is this? I don't know why. He was I, playing in the fourth quarter of the Hall of Fame game. That's not. It's not shocking because to maybe to me because it's like he's been there, so he's an experienced guy. Shelby just got there. Right. He's still learning some things. I think it's a quick rotation between the two. Like, I don't think... It might say that, you know, Shelby is not the quote-unquote second starter, but he's going to be in there rotating a lot. So I think the way that Jim Schwartz is running that is that it doesn't really matter. They're going to continue to rotate those guys, at yeah. that, especially at that <clears throat> second tackles position. He got, a quick, quick, he got a quick hook. Gee, I'm real quick you. Oh, I mean, he definitely does because, I mean, Harris is the guy, but I'm just saying, I we, think for, for a guy that understands the defense and understands everything, I don't think Shelby got everything down yet. Yeah. So, yeah. You, like, you can't hold just on, Hold on, hold on, real, 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 real quick. Is Ika? Where's hold Ika? Hold on, one sec. Ika's yeah. listed at DT5, but Denzel Ward says he is practicing today. There you go. Just, Very important. That well, means he's going to play. I try, I, mean, to, I try to told you. It's not, not like it's a knee injury or something. But it's just it is the That's fact he's back on the, the field. That's good news for the Browns, obviously. Ika was listed as the fifth defensive tackle. No, no. Okay. He, he's, he's, he's on the defensive tackle. He's a he's the first string tackle on goal line. Who, Ika? Yeah, he's goal line. <laughs> no, he he's short yardage. He's on the jumbo package. <laughs> 
He go. He gonna see some time for sure, though. Yeah, he could play. Like Hurst gonna play. Enjoy. Hurst should definitely be in that rotation. I don't. They shouldn't. Well, I mean, I like. Are I we said, sure he's gonna be? They're not gonna have five D tackles active on game day, are they? And Shelby Harris might need to get. Maybe in Shelby shape. Harris is not active for the first game. Maybe he need to get in shape. Like, maybe, well, I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's a lot. He, he just he got just, there. Just got yeah. there, and he was and he wasn't on a roster. Yeah. So it wasn't like, yeah, I'm going hard. Like, it's just, how did he do in that that um that game? The last. I thought Kansas he played City. pretty well, man. Played pretty I well. Yeah, I don't. He made a couple plays. Okay. I See, thought he if you well. make it simple, if you simplify for him, he can go I, out there and play. Because Lord knows I've been trying to get uh, Elliot up out of here. Yeah, like, we know. Oh, we know. Like, 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 he's not out yet. No disrespect. He though. got a quick hook. No disrespect. <laughs> get him out of I here. mean, he don't. I ain't never seen him make no plays. Like, never. No. He about to. He about to prove. By the way, funny wrong. line. Yeah. Before we get, I want to get back to Ward here in a second. But funny line from Trevor Lawrence. He was asked what a successful season would look like for the number one overall pick, Bryce, pick Bryce Young. Uh, he laughed and said, maybe asking the wrong guy. Hopefully, it goes a little better for him. <laughs> Good. Wait, wait, that's funny. Uh, Denzel Ward practicing, I think it's a pretty big deal. No, it is. Because he's you, going, I, mean, today, I assume he's going to play now. Yeah, because you got, I think you got up till Friday. If you don't practice by Friday, right. like you can't play. So, right. if he's going today, it's good that he's going today and at least get going through the motions because there's nothing worse than sitting out and then practicing that Friday and trying to yeah. play in the game because you're not your body's not used to it. You got to rev it back up. So it's big that he gets today, tomorrow, and then that fast Friday just to go through the motions so he can be yeah. ready for Sunday. I can't remember now. I know that uh, Nat killing me. Yeah, too. this is Nat here. Uh, refresh. Maybe you know. Um, can you? Practice like we don't know how much he's going to practice. Maybe yeah. he's just doing individual some individual stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, could he practice individual drills mm -hmm. even before he's clear from concussion protocol, or can you not practice at all? No, you can't do nothing. You can't do anything. No, yeah. so that you means they, they don't mess around. That concussion okay, stuff. So, you got to clear the. You got to pass the test part, yeah, to get out. Part there. of the test is like you got to do conditioning. Okay, yes. so that the fact that he, he even if he does limited practice today, yeah. He's still on track to play again. Yeah. It's not like he's coming off a muscle injury or right. something like that. It's you, concussion. If he's cleared, I, I don't you, see why he wouldn't. You have play. to be symptom free through yeah. throughout a battery of tests. It's, yeah, yeah, it's like you got to be good for forty-eight hours. Is it yeah. forty or seventy-two hours before the game before yeah. you play? Something like that. Yeah. I thought it was seventy-two. Yeah, I can't remember. Well, either way, the fact that he's practicing today <laughs> is a great sign. It means he's most likely going to play in this game, and that's good news for the Browns because really he was the only player. That you were concerned about injury-wise, right? Every, I mean, I, we talked about that, you know. Jerome you, Ford. Show the linebacker depth chart there for a second. Oh, Mike. yeah, Jerome Ford is practicing. He practiced a Oh, yeah, Jerome Ford. Yeah, Jerome Ford's been practicing. He's been practicing, I think, all expectations of that he'll play. Yeah, I don't think the Browns are going to have any, you know, unhealthy scratches. And that's crazy because I didn't, I didn't, I thought that uh, Taki Taki might not be a guy that was right. going to play because – he was injured later Late. than everybody. He, like, he got hurt right. in October. But it looks like right? he's going to be ready to go. And he, you know, JLK. Uh, uh, it's uh, the new medicine. Walker. Walker. New medicine nowadays. You know, they, they back Anthony faster. Walker, What's that? Anthony Walker. I don't know why. Did you ever say a name? And and it doesn't sound right. It sounds wrong in your brain. Walker. Like, it, it, Anthony Walker just wasn't sounding right. It's like, that's not his name. Because it's something you, else. you got to throw the junior at the end. Maybe that's, that's it. Anthony it just Walker sounded wrong in my dad. head there for a second. Very bizarre. Uh, and JOK, all this on the depth chart. So I'm excited I mean, for JOK, man. This is as healthy as the Browns have ever been. I, I think, don't coming out of camp. I don't know how much we're gonna see JOK because it's gonna be a lot of eleven personnel. 
one running back, one tight end, three receivers, 11 personnel. So a lot of nickel. Yeah. And if that's the case, which I mean, but he is the only like healthy one out of the three. So I would Ty, Ty, I got I got to stop and ask this question though. You think of those three, Walker, Taki Taki and JOK, that there's a world where JOK plays fewer snaps than those two? I feel like he's almost penciled in to play the most. See, that's what I that's what I was about to say. Why would he play the most? He was the worst of of the No, because because he's Titus, the, tell him. he's tell the him, most Ty. Healthy, like he got the okay, most. Yeah, well, that meant from that perspective. Yeah, like I he's... thought Mikey was saying it as if he's the best. Guy. No, that's not yeah. what he was saying. No, he was saying due to the other two coming off injuries and gotcha. not being able to play in preseason, he's yeah. the most up to date with game okay. speed I think, and I stuff think, like that. I think he gonna have. I think he'll have a pretty good year. No, I think. I, I think you know, you know year. why he gonna have a good year, Steve? Let me see the camera, boy. Because Dequell Jackson worked with him during OTAs, and if he don't, I got Dequell Jackson's number personally, yeah. and I will give him a phone call and tell him that coaching is not in his future if he can't <laughs> fix JOK. I mean, so, hey, for the record, DQ doesn't want to get into coaching. He wants to get in the front office. Whatever. And, 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 and for the record, DQ, I see you out there. On the, hey, man, stay safe doing these speed, but these these little sea dudes. Was he on a boat or he something? Was also, he was on <laughs> vacation. Yeah, I've seen him on IG. Hey, you know his kid? DQ's kid has like a hundred thousand Instagram followers. Really? Yeah. Wow. Cute kid. Must be nice. Um, Training right, young. So Nil young. Let Let's move on from the depth chart to, to thirty two for thirty two. It's our, our last one. No. Oh, tomorrow's no, our last two. one. We yeah, lined yeah. it up to end with the start of the NFL season. Right. And before we do that, let me tell you guys a little bit about behind the glass. We will do one tomorrow night before the first game of the NFL season. Myself, Earl. Anthony, except Earl won't be here tomorrow night, talk all things sports, give you some stories behind the scenes here at UCSS, and it's just an extra extra show, some extra content on top of what we do here for two hours every day, what we do for overtime, on top of what G. Bush is doing with the barbershop, so check it out tomorrow, I think we're going to do about 6, 6.30, we haven't finalized the time yet, but uh, we're going to do one show tomorrow before the kickoff of the Chiefs-Lions season opener, and with that... yeah. We have 32 and 32, and yeah, our I mean, most important defensive player on the list. Yeah, the, the final Garrett. two spots are pretty easy. There's, I hardly think there's going to be a debate. Yeah, it, Garrett, it is a debate. Why? Because Elijah it? Moore is number one. Shut up, Tyson. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tyson, you're out of pocket. <laughs> hey, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Tyson, next week. Could we do – I just thought of this. Could we do a football vocabulary lesson from Coach Tyvis, but also words from the streets that Bull has to know so you could teach him – you know, teach the fans out there what hey, cover three is listen, and you could teach Bull what cat means and some other things that Bull should know. I, listen, you know, I may be 50, okay, but I grew up in New York City. 52. I grew up in New York City. Sure you put that I didn't grow up in the sticks like you did, my friend, or <laughs> Anthony. You guys grew up in the sticks. <laughs> I grew up in the city with all kinds of different people, right? <laughs> My high school was a melting pot. We had everybody There represented. were no emojis back in the 60s. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't yes, where you grew up. up. Different, different was, vernacular no, in those days. He was in the trenches. He was in the trenches. He's from the bottom. Bro. Yeah. Stop playing with his Exactly. Name. Stop playing with Ty, his Ty, can lineage. we do that next Wednesday? Yeah, we'll come up with some. We'll come up with some turns. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got faith. I got fun. faith in Bull. Bull. Yeah, I think it'd be fun. I, I that would be fun. Be fun. I, yeah. I, no, I think. I, in fact, I'm a little disappointed that you didn't have a game prepared for today because we, we, the three of us, mostly love playing these different games. 
And I'm a little disappointed, Mike, that you didn't have a game prepared for us today. Well, I had... It's a big letdown. But whatever. We'll, we'll get... Yeah. We have some stuff, especially... All right, so Miles Garrett, what are we going to say? I mean, I mean Miles Garrett is the... He's the key to the defense. I mean, uh, the way he's been playing in, for his whole career, but particularly this year, you know, this is the first year that a defensive coordinator has put him in a in a technique and a scheme where he can thrive. I don't even know how necessarily much you can double team a guy that's in a wide nine because if he goes out around you and the tackle and the tight end tries to go around, like that's opened it up for a slice down the middle. So yeah. I think Jim Schwartz is smart enough to know that if if you want to be if you try to make Miles Garrett a decoy, like you're gonna hurt yourself by sending blitzes and stuff like that. So I think this could be Miles Garrett. It should be Miles Garrett's most productive year. You know, he's come out yeah. many years and said it's up to this defense. We got to carry this team. You know, they said that last year, and obviously it was a huge letdown. Well, this year it can't be that. Like they, it's so much they've done from a front front office standpoint to get this defense to where it could, where it needs to be for them to take that next step. And he's a key part. Of it, I mean, a guy who's gonna live really in one on one, maybe two, maybe try to get double teamed a little bit, but on the one on one side, he should eat lunch. I mean, he's been killing the Browns' offensive line this whole year, which has made them better. And I just think that he just he, if he don't get defensive player of the year this year, it might not happen. For it's not that's if what it doesn't I happen think. this year. If it's not it, it, yeah. it is, they've done everything yeah, they everything. can to make sure that you win DPOI. It is, gee, <laughs> it's stunning to me. And Titus is right, but I hadn't really thought about it. Until you said that, and it's mind blowing from a scheme standpoint that they've never had a scheme that's perfect as good for two <laughs> reasons. One, he's been so good despite that. Yeah. But two, he's your best player, and you've never had a system that's great for him until now. That's nuts. Well, that's that's just part of what we do here in Cleveland. We like mediocre, medium sauce guys. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we just, but true. We just like guys that are in their gap, and we we praise them. And he's just a solid guy, and he's yeah. boring sports talk radio programs. And then they want to get to Miles Gary. You know, he's just I want a little more. You don't want no more in your life. You don't want no more than you got. You ain't, you've never been good at anything. You've never been great at anything. And you telling me you want Miles Garrett to have more? That's a talking point. He's already the best defensive player that has ever wore Browns jersey. That is not debatable. It's not. He's all like like we we talk. We love Clay Matthews. I like him. I like Michael Dean Perry. Listen, we got Chip Banks and some of these other dudes, Eric Turner, and we like we, no no disrespect to Minifield and Hanford Dixon no and Justin Gilbert. No, no Justin Gilbert, <laughs> Jim Brown, Jim Brown didn't play defense. Defense. Oh, you said defense. defense. I thought you said best defense. Browns player. Right. He's the I best defense. And he uh, and so so the, Joe Hayden didn't play for no. The he's out of here. <laughs> Come on, Powell wasn't a, go, a member of the Browns for a good OTA. Y'all can combine and be a transformer and still not be better than Miles Garrett. <laughs> what about Courtney Brown in '99? You can put him, Cameron Wembley, and, and, and uh, what's that other? Markevius Mingo. Kiki Mingo. Isn't that amazing? G is right. He is. he is the best defensive player in the history of this franchise. And we still feel like there's, there's be, he can be better. Maybe we're crazy. I don't know. I, listen, I, I would just, I just, and the crazy thing well, about I, it is he flipped his car, dog. Did you see that man's car? It looked like he just got, he looked like, have you ever seen Unbreakable? Walked out of, opened, he, opened the door, yeah, walked out Bruce, of. Bruce Willis, <laughs> and, he, and he slowly but surely. Everybody opened. else died on the train. And he, and he was like, hold on. Do I have superpowers or something? Right. Mr. Glass had to tell him, you yeah. dummy, you flipped, <laughs> you flipped a Porsche. 
You got out and played the next week. Samuel he didn't L. play the next week. Uh, Samuel L. was. He tried to. He tried to. Oh, top notch. Top notch. But by the way, if you missed that, go ahead and check that out. Dude, it was a. It was a very what good. A, very good trilogy. Right? What a, a very good what trilogy. a thing! The one called that guy. Was oh, he was he was he, he was he was like a literal it. beast. He was on the wall. Yeah, Ed Norton was a, it, not, not Ed Norton. Norton. Um, but a British dude. It is. I can't think of his name, but that movie is scary. What well, the, the thing about anyway, Miles Garrett that yeah. that people get upset with him about is that you know when you think about. For example, last year, it happened last year, you know, coming into the season, the defense was supposed to be the focal point and he was supposed to be a big part of it. And then obviously with the quarterback situation, then you go around the league and you look at guys like Michael Parsons, they lose Dak Prescott and Michael Parsons becomes that game record. Now, don't get me wrong. He's faced double teams, but you know, Miles Garrett he is also getting triple the, he has a, he has and he got Mar- more help. He on got his side. Marcus Lawrence. Exactly. Yeah, star and player. then you think of TJ or TJ White. It's like he's such a game record and it's like. He stopped. He went with. I guess the record with him on the field is their wins and losses is totally different and blah blah blah. And everybody looks at Miles Garrett and says, "Well, why is he impactful like that?" And I think if you hit it on the head it's because your quarterback they, is trash. No, no, no. It's not the quarterback. Well, like, that, I mean, yes, I but mean, that's not what I'm talking about. Okay. Well, he hasn't had the scheme or the talent. Exactly. It's, it's, it's been the D line, and not it. Mean, and I think this is the first time as a front office they looked at it and said, "Let's." Go ahead and get everything That's we can yeah. from the a three, coach and a scheme the and three players. Problems for Miles Garrett have been scheme, talent around him, and I'd say his ability to stay healthy. Even he's, though Jadavion, everybody thought Jadavion Clowney was supposed to. He, which yeah. his first year he was productive. He had what nine sacks. Yeah, I mean they had. You know, you had one year where you had Sheldon Richardson here, gave him some help. That was yeah, world. yeah. But top to bottom, this is the best he's ever the had. Best talent around him, not he's even close. Had. It's the best coach they've had, not even close. If he stays fully healthy this year, there's no reason he can't legitimately break the sack record. I, I, it's not easy. Here's, I, here's a stat record. I'm or not record. stat record, but here's a, yeah. a stat you guys should know. If Miles Garrett can replicate his sack production from last season, which he had 16, yeah, he'd become just the second player in NFL history to record three consecutive seasons of 16 or more sacks. Can you name the other? Michael Strahan. Reggie White. <laughs> Got it. Yeah. By the way, you ca- you guys are banned from using that chart until you fix it. It's got to be in order. It's inappropriate. Oh, well, 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 why is it? A, yeah, why is that chart out of order like yeah, that's that? That's ridiculous. I was looking at that too. I didn't want to say nothing. Because when I made that, I made that when we did the deep dive into Miles Garrett when I broke down all his sacks, yeah. and I was just looking at other notable because there are other players that are yeah. also in that category. I was yeah. looking at notable guys and where they go. Are you probably able to right. just change it, or would you have to make a whole new graph? I have to make the whole new one. That's but, such a stupid system. Let's but go. next <laughs> week when we have new game stats, yeah. we're redoing all of our graphics. So Love everything it. you see will be replaced and replenished with brand new stuff. Beautiful. So. Will it be will it be Beautiful. a coach Tyvis segment next week? Of course. There's gonna be Tyvis in two days a week starting two this days week. Two days a week, yep. Oh yeah. We gotta, we gotta I'm in tomorrow. Some, I mean he's in tomorrow but next starting, week. But next week starting next week you'll be in Tuesdays Tuesday and Wednesdays. Tuesday and Wednesdays, yep. We're excited and about And we got that. a couple new segments that'll be football season specific that we can't do until we have stuff to actually break down. So right. starting next week we'll get back to some of the classics we did last season. We got some new stuff we're gonna roll out, and it should be a lot of fun. Um, we good on Miles Garrett. That was actually really interesting on Miles Garrett. Tyvis, what you said, and MG echoed with the fact he's never had a scheme designed for him. It is kind of baffling when you think of it. Like that's 
Imagine having well, a quarterback and never scheming it up. Well, I, I, I it's the same ahead. thing, but your best player defensively. I would just like here's the th- like I would have Miles my, my Garrett would never line up with this. I do some. See, this is why we love Coach Prime. Coach Prime says I got four athletes. When they go into a game, we scheme on. Oh, listen, the rest of y'all. I'm sorry. We going to get Travis Hunter this ball. We going to get number three the ball. Edwards. We going to get a uh, uh, Joe Horns boy the ball. And uh, besides that, Shador going to throw the ball a hundred times. Nobody else is getting touches. Like Miles Garrett for me would walk around on the line of scrimmage. Walk. Like yeah, I'm playing three technique yeah. today. Well, I'm just going to play three well, technique this time, and I'm going to uh, switch. I like this wide because is how do you how do you double or triple team? Man? You can't. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. So that. why would it not? Why would you have not done that? And I asked right. Joe. Well, I talked to Joe Thomas about. I said, yeah. what was the worst thing you hated going against? He said the wide nine. He's, I was like, why? He was like, because you got a guy who's you essentially telling a guy who's more athletic than me, probably one of the most athletic guys in the game of football, to get line up, cock his stance. And either come at me full speed where he can bully me or go around me. Like yep. that's that's tough. Like or if and if I get too far, he's just gonna go underneath. So why don't teams do it then? That's a great question. Maybe they don't have the DN yeah. af- the athlete of that's a fair. DN to do it. That's fair. All right, guys. <laughs> uh, real quick before because I want to switch to the top five here in just a second, but I got a quick thing to throw at you. Top five, top five, top five, top five. This is a quick thing. What is your rule? Five seconds. For <laughs> not, <laughs> not even something off the floor. What is your rule? If you're walking into a building and you open the door and you see somebody, like how close do they have to be behind you that you have to hold the door? Because we're getting to the point now where <laughs> half these people think I'm their freaking doorman. If so, you're not right behind me, I am not holding that door. I would say maybe four steps. Most. Four steps. Max, yeah. I'm with you. I, t- I try to do it for most women. Like, no, but listen, I hold it. Like, this is the oh, age. if it's a woman, I hold Come it. But uh, we talking about it. I, I no, thought no, you were no. talking about a guy. We, four, we, four is, steps. No, we, listen. <laughs> this is a femi- This is a feminist society. He, he, I'm all about feminism. Equality. Power, power to women. <laughs> they want equality. I'm all about equality. <laughs> I, I, I'm not holding. I'm not holding it any longer for a woman. At <laughs> that, that. Uh, you got a max <laughs> of four steps. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. That's trans, that's Wait, trans, what if it's an older lady? That's different. Okay. Old people. Okay. I, I'll hold a little longer for old people because they're old. You said they have to it. all. If, if, if the woman, if, if it's a pregnant woman, I make an exception. Look, I, I'm going to hold the door for the woman. No, nah, but if it's a regular 25 year old broad, she's coming in. I, I, I'm not holding any longer. Out of pocket, bro. Listen, and I'll tell you Cat. something else. If I hold, I'm looking into the camera for this. This is how important they it is. They better say thank you. It, if exactly, Tyvis, if I hold the door for you, you better say thank you, because otherwise I'm going to say thank you, thank you. They always it's say, obnoxious. They you get, always you're getting old you. most of the time. You're getting old and grumpy, boo. <laughs> no, isn't that obnoxious when somebody doesn't say thank you when you? They hold the always door? say thank you most of the time. I'm about to say, say yeah, they probably. But once in a while, you get, especially a woman who's like a good-looking woman. If you hold the door for a good-looking woman, sometimes. She'll be like, oh, you're a peasant. You stole the door from me anyway. Hey, look, I'm trying to, look, see, I know, I've been trying to be worked with. I can't be, nowadays, I just try to, I don't be looking in the eyes of women all that's all aggressive like that. I just be like, you're welcome to keep it pushing. You got to. That's yeah. how I'm moving. Nah, I got, fair enough, fair enough. You know, here you go, boom, I'm going to t- pivot and move. You yeah. can't be looking, yeah, you can't be catching eye contact with no people and you get old. You be like, yeah, good day, good day, ma'am. Have a good day. All right. Uh, uh, real, go real quick. Bo, you watch Game of Thrones, right? <laughs> yep. I do, yeah. 
So someone in the chat shout out to four P's equals payoff. So they got my man out here like Hodor from Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> right. Hodor. Hodor. Speaking Hodor. of which speaking Hodor. of which there was an Instagram photo of Hodor and the kitty would protect the Game of Thrones. They were like hanging out recently. That's that was crazy. Huge, and you know that was so funny. So is Hodor reliving that every moment of his oh, life? People are screaming that at him all the time, probably. Like is that like Yeah, you no, know, G Bush Hodor. he came out and said he can't walk out down the street without people just yelling. Hodor at him. Like, that's, that's it. What Nothing do people else. say to you most on the street? G. Bush. What up, like, G? Like, when people see you, what do they most often say to you? What up, G? G. Bush. What up, G? What's up, man? Hey, man, what we hey, what these Browns going to do? G. Bush, what's up? I He's, love that fans, when they see us on the street, think we have some secret information that we're yeah. not putting out there. <laughs> yeah, like, hey, it's just, they, they used to be, is Deshaun Watson innocent or really? <laughs> I, was, I was like, I was walking down the street with you yesterday and we got stopped. I, I, I was like, I, I, I'm i just, oh my goodness. I'm like, y'all, like, I don't, they like, have you talked, have you talked to Chubb? Did you, yeah. what about the captain thing? Is he okay? We will, the people want us to don't want him to know that we're still yeah. for him. And I'm like, I don't talk to Nick Chubb every single day. They be think we connected all the way up the top. Do they scream McNuggets to you? I get a lot of McNuggets, yeah. yeah. I do. How about you, Tyvis? I don't go out. What do you mean you don't go he's out? Always, he's always on the road. He's in Columbus. Yeah, That's Columbus true. different. It's very true. Yeah, and that, and ain't that different? Like yeah. the, the, they, different when vibes. I get stopped in Columbus, it, it's, it's for being a Buckeye. No, actually, it's for being on the radio. Oh, love hearing, great. love hearing you on the radio. That, the radio game. The radio. I be like, I appreciate that. A lot of people it's don't nice know that is. That. It, it means more to me now than when I did with a jersey on. Because when I had a jersey yeah. on, you was a fan of Ohio State. Right, but if right. you still listen to me and support right. me now, you're a fan of me. Yeah. When people say like, and you, I know you get this. But people say to me, like, man, it, it, what's really weird, first of all, is when I get, like, an 18, 19-year-old say, I've been listening to you since I was a little kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, but yeah. when people say, man, you know, I was going through a tough time, and you helped me get through it, and it's like, man, that really oh, hits, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah they'd be like, man, I'll be, I'll be listening to your stuff, man. Keep going, yeah. bro. I, you be saying, hey, I, somebody asked me this, like, bro, are you okay? And I said, nah. I said, yeah, I'm good. Why? What's going on? Yeah, man, you got to, hey, I watch all your stuff, man, but, hey, man, you be calling a lot of powerful people out. You got to watch your back. <laughs> what? Uh, we for you, though. I said, dang, yeah. you, you coming after me? I didn't think I said that. You got to watch your back. I got to watch your back. Watch yourself. Mike, top five, not top six, five. but five, the top five list today. This is a top five, and this is, you know, we've done a lot of silly top fives in the past. This is actually a, a serious sports football-related top five here. Button it up, and everybody. Top it's five, serious in the sense of, I think we're going to see a lot of different things from the Browns this year than what we've been accustomed to. And when I say we, I mean Browns fans have been accustomed to for the last 30 years here. So I just want things to be prepared for so you're not in shock when it happens on okay. Sunday and progresses throughout the season. So are you guys ready? i got five things I think the kicker misses Browns the fans field, need though. to be ready for <laughs> in the upcoming season. I don't think this is actually serious. No, this actually, there's none of these are jokes. Okay. I thought you were just messing with us, but go no. ahead. No. Right, number five. Start with some turnover luck. According to Warren Sharp, who tracks turnover luck, anyone who's not sure what turnover luck is, he takes into account drop interceptions, drop passes by receivers <laughs> that get tipped, fumbles that bounce a certain way. I hate that. Traditionally speaking, based on the data from Warren Sharp and Sharp Football, teams flip back and forth. It's almost impossible. You can't predict turnover luck. If a team's lucky one year, typically they're unlucky the next year. Well, the Browns have been unlucky three seasons in a row now. They've had a negative turnover luck percentage three seasons in a row. Any other time he's been tracking that data, dating back to 2002, 
There's only been three instances of three teams with three years in a row of negative turnover luck. They both bounced back in their fourth year. I fully expect the Browns to be back in the positive in the turnover luck ratio, which, once again, you can't actually predict. But it is very hard to be unlucky four years in a row in that category. Can you imagine if 20 years ago I would have said you would be discussing turnover luck percentage? Uh, no. <laughs> uh, but, I, you know, crazy part is... It's real, though. It's no, real. I agree. It's like, if, funny, you, if yeah. you want to watch, if you watch any game, right, you watch college football game, you'll know whether or not a team is going to get come back on or not. Like, you, you just see it. There's always an ebb and flow. Like... The, the, the underdog will be up the whole game, and all of a sudden they do something, and there's a turnover, and then it just snow snowballs downhill. Right. Uh, and and the Browns do stuff like this. The most annoying thing in the world is picks that you drop. Dang, do no. not jump and be like, oh, yeah, I almost had no. And we're all at home like, oh, oh, no, yeah. that's a, that's a, that's a yeah, miss, I, that's I, a miss I, opportunity. I'll fall yeah. down every time. Yeah. God. Like, yeah, yeah. This though, Mike. what does he consider turnover luck? Is there like specific, like, cause think about this is a dropped interception, just luck, or are there some guys who are just better at catching the ball than others? Well, I think one of the things that I took into this, like looking at it, cause you, he has a whole explanation of it. It is passes that are, were not accurate that a DB dropped. Sometimes the receiver hits it in the chest, pops in the air. Other team comes down with an interception. That's, okay, that's a so bad that's, luck turnover. That's the luck of the quarterback on that play, not really the defensive back. Yeah, it's a, it's unlucky for the quarterback. It, yes. Interception, in that case, should be credited to the receiver, not necessarily the quarterback. Right, or even the first play you talked about. If the quarterback makes a bad throw and the DB drops it, it's more that the quarterback got lucky rather yes. than the DB got unlucky. Or, or, yes, and also there's fumbles. Yeah, and once again, I don't have the exact like analytics of how he tracks it specifically, but he has something called good bounce fumbles, where it happened to bounce right into that your makes guys. Sense. So, so that kind of stuff, which is why you that can't predict sense. it. Or, or, but you look historically, it's never happened four years in a row of a negative turnover. The, luck ratio. Does he have like fifty fifty plays where like one of the things now I see a lot more is that the the team would have been off the field right, stirred down. Um, the quarterback throws the ball. They either knock it down, incomplete, somebody drops a tackle short of the uh, goal line or the sticks, and you go back and it's a penalty and it's illegal hands to the face. Oh my you go back to the court. <laughs> I'm sure that you did not factor into turnover line. Grazes your face mask. But I would say I would say a, a defensive back dropping the ball is not bad luck for the defense. I mean, it is, but you know what I'm saying? Like it's. That's skill. There is skill there. Some DBs have better hands than others. So that and and with that being like in that mindset, yeah, I think Newsom's due for a couple picks this year. Emerson didn't have him last year. Was around the or ball. did those guys just have bad hands? Well, we're gonna find out. I'm gonna know, let you know. Season. If, if if Greg Newsom don't yeah. get a pick this season, picks, picks, picks I, I, I can't. You know, I don't. College, I don't even right? know what to one say. One in college. He has oh, one. one picks, man, 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 no. Shout out to Jason. Picks ain't his thing. I'm going to let you know something. I'm going to let you know something. If you don't get no picks, you ain't get, you ain't breaking the bank. I'm going to no. just tell you that right now. In college. You, you better just get ready to take that, that team-friendly deal that they give you because that's going to be the best you oh, get. Man. If you don't get no takeaways, mild wings. You ain't, they ain't nobody paying that. All mild wings. No, no, no. You, no, no. you, you, you better get You're on that mid. jug machine today. You're mid, right? So, long story short, the Browns had a couple bounces go against them the last three years. Yeah. I expect that to flip. 
and them to get a couple bounces right, in their good. favor. Number four, audibles at the line of scrimmage, which also equates to running the play clock down to the final seconds here. Deshaun yeah. Watson is a football savant. You go back and listen to the way any coach in Houston spoke about him. Go back to the way his coaches at Clemson spoke about him. Go and listen to the way Kevin Stefanski talks about him <laughs> or any of his teammates. The word savant comes up time after time after time. I don't think Stefanski ever opened up the full playbook for Jacoby Brissett last year or Baker Mayfield. And before him, none of the quarterbacks in Cleveland had the autonomy of the offense that Deshaun Watson will operate with this year. I fully expect Deshaun Watson to get a play called into the huddle, see what the defense is doing, and then put Cleveland in the best position to pick well, up positive plays. And that's just something different that we haven't yeah. seen the last couple of years. Well, it's not even just a couple of years, to your point. Like, the Browns, I don't know. Who was the last Browns quarterback that was routinely calling audibles? Bernie, Bernie Kozar. <laughs> that, that's what, see, Bernie. Derek Anderson. Yeah, even that's a long time ago. The Browns have had nothing but crappy quarterbacks. Baker was okay. Every other quarterback they've had is garbage. And Johnny Baker Manzi- wasn't good enough. Johnny Manziel. Oh, my. But he was calling audibles, but not telling anyone else he was calling him. Don't you guys think that on every play, Deshaun's getting a pass and a run option, and then he's got a oh yeah, that's why you you if you see if you see him go kill kill kill, that's what that means. That you switching from the other, one yeah. to the other. That's good. Or they can it. If you can it, that means the run is off, or the, the or the pass right. is or whatever one of them's off. But is he getting a run and pass play sent in on every play? Well, he maybe I, not every play. Not every play. I, I, mean, yeah. I mean, on certain looks, they'll say, "Okay, well, if it's a light box, we'll just automatically check to a run." Yeah. Or if it's you know, I can audible, or, or I can change the, re- I can you know, flip the play and and take it this side, and and you know, Stefanski is always doing heavy shift in motions anyway, so he got to know a lot just to even know. Like they'll move motion to tight end and then put the tight end back in motion. You'd be like, "Dang, bro, how many times right. you gonna run around the circle?" And they're doing that to get a read from the defense. Mm-hmm. You come out there and you use yeah. or the, I, the one thing I used to hate was the check with me. You get up there, line up, see what they in, then you, everybody look to the sideline. Oh, yeah. I, I hate that. Stand there. That, that looks <laughs> very, like high school. Hey, oh they don't be doing God. that. They don't do, the, they don't do that as much. <laughs> yeah. Like no more. And they they hold up a card of Bart Simpson, uh, Eric Horn, yeah, right. and, oh, and a jock strap. Hate that <laughs> too. Right. I used to be a, 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 as a DB in college. I used to look over there and be like, Let me, I'm trying to figure out what all. And that then at the time, and then you come to find out. That is a decoy. Yeah, all no. it is is the coaches in the back. It's a coach that's in the back behind yeah. all that that signaling and something. Right. Yep. So they doing like, all this pointing and stuff, and it ain't none of them. By the way, <laughs> like the people that like hold the cards, or the people that run up to Tyvis and squirt water in his mouth. <laughs> what are, sorry, are they employed? <laughs> are, are they employed? Like, who, you talking why, about the, why do people take these jobs? I don't understand. Well, the, guys, well, the guys that hold signs are usually redshirt quarterbacks. Yes, and, well, the, okay, and well, the people and the women that squirt the water in your mouth women, are, are, guys. Are, are usually the trainers, trainers or intern trainers. Yeah, man, and the in, uh, most likely, miserable job. Most likely, they're intern trainers, <laughs> yeah. or in, a lot of them are either in PT school. Yeah. Or they're doing I mean, like get your the own freaking water. Bruno tried to get me to say this so bad. But here now here those people like those are like huge internships. Like yeah, I hear you, you get one of them and you you mess around and start like going to your own like you know, you get your own practice right, and right, do right. things like so those are huge. Like and by the way, we, we always they always tell them like at that point in time. They'd be like, people used to always ask us. You'd be like, oh, well, you know, you got those girls or the, those women that are working there. And we're like, listen, no, 
at that point in time, those people just look like your sisters at that point in time. Like, they're just yeah. there all the time. Yeah. There's, there's nothing. There's Mikey, nothing number three. So far, so good. On the number list. three, if you fall into the camp of just take the points, then I got some bad news for oh you this God. year. I'm because not a take the points person, thankfully. I do believe we are going to see a very aggressive Kevin Stefanski. No doubt. Does he trust Dustin Hopkins yet? I don't know. I personally am not fully on board of Dustin Hopkins being the end-all, be-all. What I do know is Hopkins is 50% in his 10-year career from 50-plus. To me, that signals with Deshaun Watson under center now that if it's third and short or fourth and short, anywhere in the vicinity of field goal range, he's going for it. And when you play in the real quick, when you play in the AFC with all those other quarterbacks, field goals ain't beating Mahomes. They ain't beating Burrow. I think we're gonna see (laughs) ultra aggressive Kevin Stefanski this season. Take the points is the dumbest refrain that anybody does. Fact. It's a stupid I I can't believe how many people say it. The idea that, like, first of all, that the field goal is guaranteed, like is crazy. Thank you. By the way, you need three field goals to outscore a touchdown. You know, assume, well, but that's assuming. And think it. about that's three percent, three possessions yeah. that you possess the football, yeah. and in one possession, a one play, yeah. two play drive, they can just eclipse everything you that's did. That's right. But also, Mikey is wrong on this one because, as Tyvis said, he was extremely aggressive last year. Yeah. I, I don't know how he could be any more aggressive. I don't. I think, think he can be more aggressive. His kicker last season. Yeah. Say what you want about Cade York. He had the confidence to put him out there to kick deep 50-yard field goals. Not the Dustin, second half Dustin of the Hopkins is not able to make those kind of kicks. He, yeah, I, I don't I don't. Buy. I think we're going to see him go for it a lot more on fourth and five, fourth and six, as opposed to punting. I, I think we're going to see Stefanski and this Browns offense be in the top tier of fourth down attempts and conversions. I, but the the weren't they already? I think they, I, I think I, they were medium sauce last year in the, I, in the middle sauce. of that. Hold if on, I'll, I'll double check. If it's fourth and three and less, I'm cool with going for it. Anything else? I love going for it on fourth down. Anything else? And now, and I'm, now you I'm can cool. still. And now they got to play. You out. know why? Because you got the defense. If I pin them down on the one yard line, they shouldn't move. And then they got to punt it back to us. We get the ball on the fifty, and now it's only fifty yards to go. And, and I'm, I look at it like this: they got to play now, where it's unstoppable. All you do is line the tight end, motion them, and then snap the ball and push. And him. the tight end pushes the guy over the over the. Yeah, that's why I said if it's fourth and three or less, yeah, I do that. Browns led the league in fourth down attempts last year, Mike. Can't be be no more aggressive than that. No, you're right. They did. I'm just saying expected more aggressive. How can you be more? They were number one. They can can lead by more than whoever they were. Like, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm just saying be ready for Stefanski. To pass up potential field goal opportunities oh, and go for touchdowns. Yeah, so just be ready two, for that. Browns averaged two and a half fourth down attempts per game. That's a lot. They had 23 attempts last year, yeah. No. I mean, they, 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 or 23 conversions. Excuse yeah, me, 22 conversions. attempts. So they converted over just over 23 half. or 42, a little more. I don't know. Percentage-wise, I don't think they were near. They were probably mid-success-wise. Uh, they were very low success-wise, but that's oh. because they went for so many. They had a 50... Where is it? Yeah, just over 50. Oh, yeah, just over fifty percent. The league leader last year, the Rams were fifteen of nineteen, seventy nine percent. So yeah, but the Rams sucked. How many games? Did I'm just, I'm just saying, give me this straight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, um, number two. Number two. Miles Garrett is unquestionably the best player on this Browns defense. He has led all Browns defensive linemen in snaps played the last three seasons. He had sixteen sacks in each of those. And while this is the best defense Miles Garrett's ever played with, he's also going to play the fewest snaps, I believe, 
while healthy in his career. Jim Schwartz rotates defensive linemen in and out more than any other defensive coordinator in football. You go back to 2021 when he was with Philadelphia. They had the most defensive linemen play over 300 snaps in the NFL. Despite the fact that I think he'll see fewer snaps, I expect his production to go up. He'll be fresher late in the game. Other teams will have to pass because I think the Browns' offense will be good. So there'll be more pass rushing opportunities. So he'll play fewer snaps. I think closer to 650 than 800 like last year. But I expect him to be, at, if not just as productive, even more productive with those fewer snaps. Tyvis, you look insulted. I, oh, I disagree. Yeah. Oh, he, really? Yeah, he ain't there. You know what he's going to do? They're going to be like, hey, Miles, come on. You know what he's going to do? <laughs> That's what they're going to say. Miles, Miles, I'm coming to get you. You know what that means? Go back to that side. I'm not coming out. That that's just seems like the type of guy Miles Garrett is. So <clears throat> I expect him to be out there on the field. Probably he probably gonna do the first all like every one that he can. And he might if he goes three plays and the, and it extends, maybe he take maybe a one or two play blow. But outside of that, especially he ain't, he ain't coming on. He gonna be he, he gonna, gonna be kind of be stingy. Yeah. Because if if I when I play defensive end, if I was already having a good game. I'm not. I'm like. Well, I got this dude. I'm telling you. I'm trying you. to run it up. I'm telling you. I'm trying to run it up. Like <laughs> I, I can see his percentage dropping a little bit. He ain't coming but out. But not significantly. He ain't coming out the game. I mean, I said 100 less snaps. That's like well, five. How many snaps did he have to play last year? Eight. I had it eight something. Eight seventeen. But he missed the game, didn't he? He did miss the game. Yeah. So why you think he's gonna? I mean, if he doesn't miss a game, he's not gonna have less snaps because. Well, I was going off just eight. I think he's about a hundred fewer snaps this year, but more sacks. Jim Schwartz rotates guys in, and when he's when he's been a defensive coordinator, everywhere he's been, he's just consistently Who's keeping the best guys fresh. Defensive end he's had before Miles. Javon Kurse back in Tennessee, which is a different era, so I'm not sure it's exactly. And he's not as good as Miles Garrett. No, no. I mean, there's very few players in the history of the position that are better than Miles Garrett. Yeah. So I. I'm we'll just saying, see. if you see Miles Garrett on the sidelines a few more times than you're accustomed to, that is by design. I don't by think Jim it'll Schwartz. be a noticeable difference, in my opinion, but we'll see. We'll All see. right, I, number one, Mike. Number one, and there's a little analytical stuff that I need to explain here. Oh, boy. But this one I'm the most confident about, and this one's going to piss the most people off. <laughs> we all love Nick Chubb. We really do, right? Oh, man. In the preseason, the Browns ran the highest percentage of empty backfield snaps of any team in the league. Now, before Bull says, yeah, preseason doesn't matter. Yeah, I'm I know, giving Bull, you dirty looks. It is irrelevant. However, if you go back and look at the data, between 2019 and 2021, two seasons which Deshaun Watson played, he was by far the best quarterback in empty set formations. I'll give you two analytics, and I'll give you a chart to show you what I mean. According to those statistics from the Elias Bureau, he had the highest EPA of all quarterbacks that qualified by a large margin and double, more than double, the highest completion percentage over expected out of empty back sets. Now, Steve, because that sometimes analytics hard to explain, please take the graphic and look at this. Do you see Deshaun Watson in the top right? How could we see it? Because there's only one head only in one the top head. right. Okay. He is the only head in the top right. Look where every other quarterback in that three-year stretch was and look where Deshaun Watson was in the top right. Who is three the, year stretch is from that, when to when? 2019 is, to 2021. Now, is Sean that Watson didn't play in 2021. He played all of 2019, played all of 2020. So it's a huge sample size okay. to go off of. Yes, he didn't play as much. Is that PJ Walker at the top in the Carolina? No, that's Deshaun Watson. The no, top no, no, no. Right, in the middle, top middle. Top middle? I don't know who it is. It's not Deshaun Watson. And that's yeah. too small for me to even see on the screen. It looked like PJ Walker. But this Walker. perhaps shows that Deshaun Watson 
was significantly better than anyone else from those empty backfield sets. Stefanski opted into backfield sets in preseason. We saw him open up the Patriots game with it last year. He teased us with it with Jacoby Brissett. I expect the full package you, you of mean, empty backfield sets to start the 2020 you mean season. Opening open up, up with like three tight ends and then going empty and then throwing this one of them tight ends on a slant? <laughs> that's, all I, that's all I saw him that do last year. No, There's no vertical game off it. There's no run game. Yeah, yeah, and Marquis Goodwin. It's a quick passing game, game. It is a very quick. No, uh, empty. So for anybody, for NFL rules, Anytime you see empty, it's quick game until it's not. Everybody, this is crazy that I'm giving out these DB tips. As a DB, when I see empty, <laughs> I'm telling you right now, the ball's coming out early. Why? Because there's nobody to protect the quarterback. So they, they, the clock in their head is quick. Now, you get, like I said, you play it until it's not. If I'm playing DB, I'm playing off, I'm sitting at the sticks, and I ain't backing up at all because I know the ball's coming out, especially if I got a dude at the D-line. So you think quick game until it's not. So how many, how many, uh, what percentage of plays do you expect no, nobody in the backfield, Mike? Because uh, last I checked, Deshaun Watson played, let's see, his best running back in Houston was, oh yeah, Scrubby McScrubberton. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a pretty big difference. Scrubby McScrubberton was a third round pick in your 2018 fantasy draft though, Bull, come on. He was. I no, I expect, I, I expect, third round. <laughs> I would say, uh, it would not surprise me. And I mean, it's, if Deshaun Watson... And the Browns' offense is on the field for 70 snaps, 60 snaps. Give, give me a number to work off of here. Let's say 65. 65 snaps? I can see 10 being in an empty backfield situation. 15. That's a lot. I, I, yeah. I, I'm telling you. I think Deshaun Watson. I mean, you, you come out and in, in, you better. I mean, the, the defense knows you're, you're throwing the ball. Yeah. You better be on target. I, I'm just telling you. I'm telling you, they did a ton in Houston. They did a lot in that's preseason. That's still these 55 so, plays of Nick. So on the, field. the reason why that you will, you probably will see more empty backs. That that's why Elijah Moore is the important part because he'll come out. They'll come out with the with three three receivers, one tight end, and then right. they'll have him as the running back. So he'll come out. Line up at running back. What does that do? That makes you think, oh, my goodness. They, the linebacker got to check this dude. So then they'll go, he'll space him out. Boom. Now that linebacker is going because Mike Hilton's already checking the slot. Thinking, I'm talking like, let's just put it in perspective. They come out with three receivers plus Elijah Moore and a tight end. I would put, that, I would put three receivers, Elijah Moore and Nick Chubb. And then one linebacker has to guard Dick Chubb, put Elijah motion. So you said you would take the tight end out. I would take the tight oh, so end out. Not, so we're going back to college. Yeah, Spread. Yeah, we, we gonna have, that's fine. That's, that's, called we, that, that's RPO game. And then we got Elijah Moore in the backfield. One of the backers got to cover him. Yeah. Mismatch. Or they can have safety can cover him. And well, uh, well, in the end, I don't they, think you could read too much out of what they did in the preseason. First of all, Deshaun Watson didn't play that much. Nick Chubb didn't. Nick Chubb wasn't playing at all. They come, so out, I, they come out in that double O, that double, that. O one personnel, because that's what that, that's what the card to be on the defense. O one personnel, no running backs, one tight end, and if Elijah Moore is the running back, that means that defense got to come out and dom. Yep, it, they got to come out and dom. And the safety, and one, and the strong might have to be on a, on a receiver. And then the good thing about it is, if they come out and dom, that means that the box is light. Yep. The linebacker got to check the tight end. If you kick the tight end out and pull it in the spread and keep Elijah Moore in the backfield, he going. You hand the ball off to him. You got one on one with a DB, mm -hmm. which they ain't trying to hit like that. No way. So he make him miss. And we can run. We can run. Draw off that QB. Draw off that. 
and, 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 and the goal line package too. I'm up here calling. I'm up here drawing look, plays. Hey, <laughs> hey, just go ahead. You can steal to both of them plays. That's, you got two progressions off that. You got a quarterback run. You got Elijah Moore on the flare out really quickly, and you could go empty off that. Mikey, good list, man. You led to some good conversation over here. Yeah, and we'll see. I mean, I know I'm going to be right, so when it happens, you guys just be like, hey, I heard it first on UCSS. I mean, it wasn't like he made that many votes. <laughs> no, there's not many votes. He's just alerting you. He stripped the medals as fast as Marion Jones. Give man. me them back. <laughs> All right. Let's, uh, let's pivot. It we wasn't like he went on and said the Browns are going to win the Super Bowl this year. He was like, hold on, wait a minute. Go By the way. We're going to do, do our full picks. Of, actually, Tyvis. Are you here tomorrow? He is there tomorrow. Okay, awesome. I am here tomorrow. Producer of the show. How do you not know that he's here? Because tomorrow? the schedule changes every three days with who's here on Mondays, Tuesdays, that's Wednesdays. Not, that's Jay's not out. necessarily true because it's been the same since. Tyvis is pretty have, Did you and Steve you know, Becker? Steve not, Becker yeah, has Steve told Becker me about this. Yeah. He's told me that I was working tomorrow for like a month ago. So I've been knowing for like a month. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Bad uh, job out of you, McNuggets. Just bad job out of you. All right, Listen, so tomorrow the season predictions. Full season predictions, awards, yeah. division picks, playoff teams. I already teams. picked my Super Bowl winner on the on the podcast today. But I won't say it here. Don't say it here. You Save it for San tomorrow. We'll give our, our full picks, previews, all that stuff. <laughs> on like, Friday, <laughs> little teaser, we're going to do our Brown season superlative picks. Oh. I'm going to give you a bunch of – off-topic categories. I was talking to my guy G yesterday, and we came up with a few extras that I hadn't thought of. Have some little fun with uh, some Browns player specifics, and then we'll do our headlines and, and get your full prediction. Right. You said no fence. There's no fence Sunday. riders tomorrow or Friday. There is also no fence riders tomorrow. Ty's yep. finally here for that. I don't yep. think he's ever been here for a no fence rider That's segment. Right. No, I think I have been once. All right. We also have been baby, but yeah, that's all coming the rest of the week. We just spent an hour and forty-five minutes on football. We do have to spend a minute on baseball, but before we do that, I have one final fast read to get in here, and I just want to say thank you to everyone out here who has been part of the ride the last year and a half as we get ready for the second season of Browns football here on the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. We are night and day different from where we started, and it's because you guys keep coming back. We do appreciate you guys, and we continue and hope to continue to make you guys proud to be part of the UCSS fam as we head into the start of football season. Yeah. And with that bull, let's talk a little Terry Francona because yeah. what couple, he said yesterday is pretty damning. A couple of the, well, I don't know, damning. What do you mean damning? Well, like pretty steadfast. It, uh, what he, uh, yeah, what he's doing. First of all, let me just talk about the team for a second because they lost again to the Twins. And then we have the soundbite. They're seven games out of first, 11 games out of the wild card. The season's over. This is going to be Terry Francona's worst season as a manager since he was with the Phillies in the 90s. So... The worst, the worst, the the worst the Guardians have ever been with Terry Francona was eighty and eighty-two a few years ago. They're not winning eighty games this year. They got uh, let's see, one thirty-nine. You got twenty-three games left. They'd have to go fourteen and nine to win eighty, and they're not going for. No, I think I'm. I think my math is wrong there. One thirty. 130, 130, 139, Yeah, uh, twenty-three games left. Four. Yeah. 14 and 9. I guess I was right. They're not going 14 Don't and 9. Don't second guess yourself, bull. You I know, man. Right. I was right. 14 and 9. They're not going to go 14 and 9. They stink. They're awful. They're terrible. The moves they made didn't do any good. They choked again yesterday. And the manager's gone, guys. Uh, we He speculated about it a few weeks ago. But then yesterday, he was. this was on MLB Radio. Who was interviewing him here for MLB Radio? 
You, you know? know what? Bad job out of me because I'm not sure, but we have the sound bite. So All Anthony, right, this is from MLB Radio. Sound on. We can play this. This is Terry Francona on MLB Radio yesterday. I think I've been pretty clear with people. I don't want to have the last month be a like a send-off or you know, a pity party. or That's not how I feel. Um, but but I'm, I'm, it's time. And my body's telling me that. My head's telling me that. And I don't want to stay on for the wrong reasons. And and I, I, too, I hope I have too much respect for not just the game, but for this organization to do that. And so I've been pretty clear with the guys I work for and told them to start preparing because it's. So that's it. I mean, that's about I mean, as official yeah. as it gets. And I'm mad about it. Why? I'm really mad. I'm mad not at the fact that he's retiring. Like, I, I understand, you know, he got a lot of stuff going on. But yeah. I'm mad at the way the Guardians did this, man, because – I feel like they it was like a spit in the face this whole season. Like, they started off with such high expectations. Things went yeah. south. You trade all these guys away at the trade deadline, leaving with nothing. Then y'all go out there, lose 20-6 to six to the freaking Twins. Then y'all trying to fight back. Y'all blow a game last night. It's just like the whole thing to me just been like, like, if y'all trying to send somebody off, like, if you care about somebody and want to send somebody off, right, that, that is not the way to do it. And it just seems just, just like a disrespectful spit in the face. Man. Like, it's, this has been one of the worst seasons in this whole thing. Like, this is this terrible, man. We've all been – it's all coming back to roost, man. Because they don't want to pay nobody. It's just, listen, you, no- like, like it's, it's the way you do business. That's, a, that's the sound of a broken man trying to cover for the people People who don't have a choice in the matter. He's saying to you, listen, I didn't came in here. I didn't gave all I had. I, I, I put it on the line. My body is tired and I can't keep going through this knowing that I'm, I'm you, you, you guys are trying to celebrate the fact that we broke and won't we cheat, won't pay nobody. And you sitting here telling me we got the best. We've been doing the best in the city and we got the best front office. If you if you name who's on your team and the first person you say is the, the front office, I'm tired of hearing Antonetti. Like, think about this. You're we right. praise this dude like he's hitting home runs. Turn off and Antonetti <laughs> and what good people. And look, bro, they've been selling you a bill of goods for 10 years. And I love them to death too because they are nice people. But when a dude at the top of the food chain refuses to, to play this like it's a sport and use it, and this is, he, this reminds me Family Dollar. <laughs> this might as well be fair because he's 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 running like a business. Well, I mean, and, and, and I want a profit margin. But it, it, I while I agree with you, and I'm as down on the Guardians as I've been in it. This is in it, it I, since 2012, before Frank Cona took over, when they were they lost like 90 games that year. They were horrible. Since then, this is the down, most down I've ever been on the team. And you're right, uh, mostly what you said. But I'll go even further. G, the front office deserves criticism too, because there are other. Like the Tampa Bay Rays, their their ownership doesn't spend any money either. And they're still good this year. The last couple of years, now they got, last year was an anomaly. The Guardians got lucky. They got a lot of luck. We talk about turnover luck. Yeah. There's luck in baseball too. Yo, like why lot. does one team, why is one team one year with a ton of one-run games and the next year they lose a ton of one-run games? Why is that? Oh, some of it's just luck. You play 160 yeah, I mean, games. The ball bounces game. your way, whatever. Yeah. And I think the Guardians got very lucky. But they have constructed this team poorly. Yes, they've got some good, young, talented pitching. But they've got very little else. Their lineup is awful. Awful. They got Jose Ramirez is had a bad second half. 
Andres Jimenez has been a disaster in his first year on his big contract. And uh, listen, I think we've learned that the big dollar contracts for 30-year-old players are bad. Yes. And so the Guardians shouldn't go crazy spending like that. But you need to spend on 20-year-olds. You need, even if it's short-term deals, even if it's one-year deals on guys that are 28, 29, where you're spending a lot of money for the... Nobody's asking them to, to sign a bunch of 10-year, $300 million contracts, but at the very least, have a couple of two-year, $60 million. Three, you know, three years, $75 million. Like, have some big, smaller contracts on guys, like, and, t- and stop shopping at the friggin' bargain basement and for Frank Cohn to go out like this with this pathetic team. Pathetic. It's a spit in the face. It is. It really and, is. And think about it. How could we, we see that's what happens when you when you operate like this because why you're always kicking a can down the road? Yeah. The, the people that is really solid in your organization is getting older year by year. Now, Jose, how old is he? Hmm? I think he's about to turn thirty. Not God from yeah, he's not young anymore. He's not. He's not. In, he, he, you, I thought he's not in his in what we would call his prime. He he's is, 30, but he's towards the end. He's towards the end. So, so even even a guy for like Hosey, right? Yeah. He like, yo, I gave you a discount. I'm he's telling What did you do he with the bread? In no, two weeks. Pocket. Yeah, he's about to turn thirty-one. Hosey. He's about to be turning thirty-one. Put it in their pocket. Yeah. I, we had the manager. We had the prospects. But the prospects, you managed them so terrible, you wouldn't even flip the prospects to get guys that That's can help right. you now. And when you have a low payroll, there's no margin for error, right? There's none. You can't make any significant mistakes. And the last couple of years, they had, G's right, they had all this prospect capital, oh, yeah. and most of it's worth nothing now because the guys have either done nothing in the majors or whatever. Now, listen, Bo Naylor's played pretty well. And Gabriel Arias has done a nice job during it, but it's not enough to do it for a month. You got to do it for a full season, and they have their lineup is horrible. And horrible. To, to me, what's that? To me, kind of what's most frustrating about that is some of the guys they were rumored to be dangling some of these prospects for have been phenomenal where they landed. Like Sean Murphy, the catcher. No, we wanted him last year. I said I wanted Sean Murphy. I said I wanted Brian Reynolds. Remember before the year, I said the. the the Cubs ended up doing this. I said, the Guardians should sign Cody Bellinger for one year. He's yep. been great. The guys having a borderline MVP season. And Sean Murphy might be the best catcher in baseball right now. Yeah. And about Bo Naylor's been good, don't get me wrong, but yeah. Murphy right now is significantly better than Bo Naylor. Yeah. They were on the Matt Olsen deal. Matt Olsen leads the majors. Matt Olsen. They were talking with him. Yeah, right. Leads Matt Olsen's an, uh, you know, an MVP type of player. And all these guys, you said, these long contracts don't always pan out. But right. Those guys aren't on 10-year contracts yet. Well, Matt Olsen's on a long contract, but they re-signed him ever. But you know what? Even if you hadn't, so you'd had him for a couple of years, okay. Like, you can't, man, you, you can't just, if you always shop in the bargain basement, eventually it's going to catch up with you, and that's what's happened now. And even what. Josh, now they're going to get screwed because right. Josh Bell may now opt out of his contract, and then they traded him for nothing because he's had a, now I don't know if he's going to, but the reason the Guardians traded Josh Bell is because he was having a terrible year. They didn't want to pay him next year because it was a lot of money, but he's had a great second half with Miami, and he may now opt out of his contract, maybe. And if he does, then they got screwed in that trade. <laughs> I mean, in, in, in your best pitchers, this is crazy. They won't look at Allen, Bybee, or or, or or Williams. They're not gonna. They're not gonna look at trading them because they covered them. But the the painful thing is, 
you can only sign one of them and you probably won't do that. That's a fact. Yeah, they don't <laughs> sign pitchers. That's a fact. Like, think about it. So they won't they won't make a move when we love our pitching. They could get two, three bats with one of them dudes. But guess what? You got to come to the conclusion. And people will start to be savvy. Yeah. We understand that they're not going to be here. But while you have control of them, yeah. you either make the team better so we can win while they're here yeah. and then let them go or move them and get somebody so we can win now. And by the way, to compare them to the Rays again, because they're similar organizations, the Rays have to keep winning in the American League East, which is the best division in baseball. Right. The Guardians are in the worst division in baseball by far. I tell you what. By far. Like early in the year, we were saying NL Central, AL Central. But now the Brewers are 15 games over 500. The Cubs are 11 games over 500. And even the Reds are like four or five games Just over 500. Just be confident and you can win this division. The Just AL confident. Central is hideous. But <laughs> it's not going to stay that way forever. Eventually, some of these other teams will get better. And do you think that do you think that's lulled them to sleep a little bit? A hundred percent. I think it's I think it's played a big factor. They're like, well, Detroit stinks, Kansas City stinks, the White Sox are a disaster. We only have to compete with the Twins. Uh, we can't spend a ton of money anyway, so why should we go crazy? I think they've gotten lazy. Yes. I, well, I tell you what, I thought they've gotten cocky and lazy. I thought that the way that LeBron James went out his last Ooh, year in Cleveland was a spit in the face, where they traded everybody at the deadline and said, "Here, go make the go to the finals with that." That was but crazy. The, but the, and he still did it. But this, wow. yeah, this is, is way worse. Well, to your point, it was even to me the disgrace started when they traded Kyrie. Yeah, it's like, like that's yeah, yeah, yeah that's he told him that's true. Yeah. I mean, don't, <laughs> don't trade Kyrie for freaking yeah. Isaiah Thomas. Isaiah freaking Thomas. Hey, real, real, real quick, hold no. on, hold on. Update no. to what we said earlier. Yeah. And Tyvis, maybe you could fill us in real quick. But Jake Trotter just tweeted out: Denzel Ward remains in concussion protocol, but can practice today on a limited basis. I ain't never he heard of that. Uh-huh. That means he doing. I ain't never. He I doing that thing crazy. that's off to the side, or and so he's maybe not really practicing. Yeah, or maybe individual. I never heard that. As far as anybody touching you or going out there running, that's not happening. So you out there either to the side. And you doing maybe a little bit of individual, but that's it. You ain't right, that's touched. crazy. Because if you get out there and get touched and you get bumped again, then it's like you got to start the whole process over again. So it's like uh, I, I don't know. So does that mean the clock starts on him being able to play? I mean, I think that's what they're trying to do because I think they're saying that he'll be able to pass his tests. Like he he must feel really good that he'll be able to pass his test in the next two days, but. Yeah, he, he ain't, as far as team and all that stuff, he is not doing that. Keep him on bubble wrap. And, and listen, <laughs> Den, wrap. And Denzel, hey, j- look, you need to learn how to ankle tackle, bro. Get you good, clap these ankles No, he's doing right. Four fit tackle. Hey, we, I don't need to these see These running backs is good now. I ain't trying to see this man put no shoulder, nothing. That's how the game is played. Grant Delpit, you got to cover for your man. <laughs> it's just like we go to the restaurant. You, if you ask me, you want to go to the restaurant, you know my am my payday. My man's is covering that. You got to, because why would you ask me? You trying to get me out here in public and embarrass me, Tyler? Well, well, Delpit better fix, step it up. Well, he ain't got to worry about it. Them DNs better hold. There it is. (laughs) That's it for today's show. The three of us will be back tomorrow. Coming up in overtime, fan questions, Mikey. That is right. We'll see you then. Peace. Shop 3 o'clock. Tune in. G. Bush will be there. Yeah. Thanks, Jack. Peace.